Welcome everyone to Counter Hegemony. My name is Aaron Taus. Austria's Social Democratic Party, OSPÖ in German, is currently determining its new leader. After losing 9% in the Corinthian state election in early March, Pamela Rendi-Wagner, head of the SPÖ since 2018, came under increasing fire from within the party. Over the past years, the SPÖ has failed to make political headway in the context of inflation, declining real wages, rising rents and impoverishment as the largest opposition party. The right-wing populist Freedom Party is currently leading in the polls. The campaign against Trendy Wagner was spearheaded by Hans-Peter Toskozil, governor of the state of Burgenland. Following the Corinthian election, the SPÖ decided to hold a membership referendum on who should lead the party into the future. Initially, the goal was to settle the year-long conflict between Rendi Wagner and Toskozil. Yet then, Andreas Babler, the incumbent mayor of the Viennese suburb of Dreiskirchen, also threw his hat into the ring, offering a leftist alternative. The SPÖ has clearly arrived at the crossroads. Does the referendum lead to the next chapter in its history of decline, or could it be a new beginning? And what's the significance of Babler's left-wing campaign for the SPÖ and Austrian politics? Let's take a closer look and find out. In May 1979, the SPÖ stood at the height of its political power. Under Bruno Kreisky, the party had achieved the best result in its history, winning 51% of the vote in the legislative election. Since then, the tables have turned. Over the past 40 years, the SPÖ has lost more than 60% of its vote share and more than 80% of its members. In the late 1980s, under Franz Franitzki's leadership, the party embarked on a new course. The result was the adoption of neoliberal policies and the shift to the center, similar to many other social democratic parties across Europe. While market-friendly spin doctors moved to the fore, membership numbers plummeted. During those years, the SPÖ increasingly became a strategic marketing organization intimately connected with the state bureaucracy and capital. Yet despite the electoral setbacks, Franitsky's successes continued to pursue the path of neoliberalization. The low point of the SPÖ's decline was the crushing defeat in the 2019 legislative election with only 21% of the vote, under Randy Wagner's watch. And this brings us back to the party's membership referendum. Randy Wagner is supported by the party establishment, apparatchiks and most former chancellors. These forces have successfully detached the SPÖ from the working majority over the past decades. She stands for a chic, capital-friendly, state-managerial, technocratic and more of the same SPÖ, devoid of the party's working class and trade unionist tradition. Her main rival, Doskozil, on the other hand, wants to push the party more to the right, following the Danish social democratic model. Doskozil presents himself as an anti-immigration hardliner and as an advocate for minor social policy reforms, tougher border protection, a more restrictive migration policy and an increase in the minimum wage. Yet the candidacy that has drawn the most attention was that of Andreas Babler. For many years, Babel has been a leading leftist voice within the SPÖ. 
He was socialized as a Marxist in the party's youth organization, has a working class background, and has fought for the interests of workers throughout his political career. The party's left is now, after decades of being disenfranchised, a real chance to assume the leadership. Baba's campaign has reminded the SPÖ of its radical roots. His campaign has shifted the public discourse to the left. Baba stands for a 32-hour work week with full-wage compensation, the expansion of the welfare state, controls on energy prices, taxation of wealth and excess profits, rent caps, a ban on real estate speculation, basic child and energy security, more state funding for elderly care, and the expansion of a public and environmentally friendly infrastructure. To a large extent, his program is comparable to the Green New Deal proposed by Bernie Sanders and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez in the United States. Pablo's candidacy has also mobilized and repoliticized the party and Austrian civil society. As a strong advocate for grassroots politics, Pablo sees the party as a movement and himself as a part of it. His candidacy has sparked hope, optimism and even euphoria among many Austrian leftists, comparable to the dynamics following Jeremy Corbyn's surprise election as leader of the British Labour Party in 2015 and Bernie Sanders' 2020 presidential campaign in the US. 9,000 people joined the SPÖ within a few days, primarily to support Babla and to give the party another chance. The coming weeks will be crucial for defining the future of the SPÖ. Yet one thing is already clear. Independently of the result in the referendum, Babla's candidacy has shaken the Austrian political landscape, possibly for years to come. In the next video, I will analyze the result of the membership poll and its implications for both the SPÖ and the country's left. That does it for today. I hope you enjoyed the video, please don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to know more about the history of the SPÖ and Austria's left, check out Robert Fontin's book in German, the link is in the description. Thanks so much for tuning in, I'll see you next time.